Welcome back to a new episode of Mix and Match Radio. I'm your host. I'm here with Muhammad and Brayden. What's going on? We're back with another Florida headline of the week. This one, connecting to one from the past. One of the favorite ones we've actually had when it comes to Florida headlines, by the way. Brayden, I'm going to let you go ahead and take off with this one. What do we got? All right. Coming back to another DUI on unusual... uh, Motives of transport? Yeah, (laughs) motives of transport. We have a man... What was the one before? Uh, so previously, scooter? previously it was scooter, scooters, right? It was yeah. a, it was two razor yeah. scooters or something like that. Two, yeah. two razor scooters, not even like the the most com- some of the most common things in the oh, world. Oh yeah, and now. then they had they had the sex in the car, right? After, right? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they had sex in a car. Like but, a DUIs <laughs> for razoring around and then had sex in a car, you know? In a cop car, not just any car. It was it was the cop car they were arrested in. Does this one uh, include coitus as well? Uh, sadly, no. But uh, our new vehicle that I, I probably hadn't even thought of a man recently as of what was it five hours ago five hours ago was fresh a, off the press <laughs> fresh off uh, was arrested on a dui charge three times over the legal limit on a segway what facilitated his alcohol levels Brad? was he a mall cop i think it was two bottles of wine he, that's a good question he could have been a mall cop that's got on his segway I mean, for, oh, for, not who, that many people just have a Segway. You I know? don't know how you get a Segway. So I know like some people rent them on vacations and stuff like that. So I've driven on, one like, on a vacation before. Exactly. It's, it's so, kind of fun. I don't know if lie. this guy's on vacation in Florida. I don't know what city. It's in Polk County. Maybe I don't he, know what famous cities are there. Maybe he runs like a tourism company and <laughs> he just got drunk and decided to go. You know what? I'm going to give myself a tour. <laughs> he just didn't turn in his uh, like vehicle. <laughs> You didn't check Back it to in. The station. Yeah, I mean, that that is a good question though. How many people have segways and why? More people have hover uh, like hoverboards. Those kind of replace the segway. Yeah, see, like, and I could see that being something that would be like a conventional person would yeah. own. But like, nothing about a segway is conventional. You can't really do a whole lot with it. They're pretty bulky. They might be easier. They'd be to good control. for like a college campus. Like a college campus, it'd be really convenient <laughs> to own a segway on. Just about anything else, no. You can't really take it to work. I mean, unless you lived in like Manhattan. If you lived in Manhattan, I imagine. But then you'd have to take it like upstairs. But and they're shit. they're big. They're heavy. You can't like. It, I think it would be really hard to take them upstairs just because they're that heavy. I don't like. I don't know why he has it. <laughs> I don't know why he has it. I don't know where like why he's taking it everywhere, especially on two bottles of wine full of alcohol. Oh, he was and on the open road. I didn't see that. Open road? Yeah, it says he was on the opposite lines of traffic. Oh. <laughs> he was he was just straight going as fast as he physically can. Do I mean he's he has no fear. If we're being realistic, he's he's segueing through traffic, evading police, you know. Evading? <laughs> I don't know if he's evading. I mean, you think I, he tried to uh, like segue cut, cutting, down, cutting down some alleys trying to get away from him? I mean that be, that might be one upside to using it. Like you can go. <laughs> you, I mean, you're probably going. Fa- you can go faster on a Segway than you can on a Razor scooter because it's motorized. So and you can fit into some tight spaces and stuff like that. Maybe like this is the tight new... spaces on a Segway. Hey, I mean it is pretty. Like, mean, have you ever tight... ridden one? No, but have I you ever that... ridden a Segway? No, they're very. They can actually turn on like a dime. Kind of. Yeah. It's kind of. It's pretty insane. To be it's the Razor scooters are more narrow though. tighter than a car is what i'm saying oh okay okay yeah so like and it's fast yeah he could totally get away if it was in like an obstacle course (laughs) i have a theory people get drunk on segways all the time but 
they can never get caught because they're so good at maneuvering around and not getting found. This guy. So you're saying that every every drunk driver ever on a Segway has just been all people on a Segway. And the only reason we haven't known this before is because they're so good at just doing their thing. Good at juking the authorities. That that is exactly what I'm saying. It's an interesting theory. I'm saying people get drunk on Segways all the time. That I would believe, especially considering they're a vacation. It's probably Uh, a common thing in Polk County. This guy was just the first person dumb enough to, like, actually try and get away with it in the middle of the open streets. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is a vacation um, activity. So it, you'll people will go to beaches or they'll go to Manhattan or they'll go to whatever, and they'll just segue around for hours on end. Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess it's a good way to just see I can definitely see it as a big beach stuff. thing, too. I've seen people, on, like, whenever I go to California, I see people on segways all the time. Yeah. Even when I went to... It's either New York or Chicago. I saw people on the streets using them too. Well, I um, I, I don't even know what it was, but I remember seeing a TV show once where like a family went on a Segway tour through the woods in Hawaii or something like that. I think I so. I I'm remembering more now. It was definitely Duck Dynasty, uh, the show, uh, that, that's and they were on vacation. Precisely in why I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and they went on a a Segway tour. Interesting. I mean. I, I I have hope for this guy. I hope that he walks into court and he's like, listen, judge, I was on a vacation with my family. My wife started yelling at me. I decided I'd take the Segway and go have a little bit of fun myself. There you go. Five, five hours later, I find myself handcuffed in the back of a police car, screaming for my Segway to get away again because... He could have ridden off into the sunset. Just two, ma- two one man, two bottles of wine, and a Segway is a great story. Maybe I, he was watching rom coms before, and so that's why he had two bottles. He drank two bottles of wine. Yeah, he was. He was he, definitely he was just feeling a little depressed. He was not in a great out, state of mind. His, his his scalp. He was not having the best day of his life. I mean, actually, he very well could have just been having the best day of his life. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, getting arrested is probably the lowest part. He was certainly, uh, he was definitely on one of the polar ends of the spectrum. It was either a very, very good day or an awful day because two bottles of wine and a Segway is one hell of a story. How he got there means he was doing something on the crazier ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Whether it be good or bad. I wonder how far he had to travel to get to, uh, I guess, an open road. How do you make the police call? Yeah, nine one one. They might have already been stationed or, or like next to the road, you know. But I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely calling the cops if a Segway just comes at me head on in traffic. It's extra points. Aim for it, you know. Extra points if I hit him. Yeah, it's Mario Kart. <laughs> I could, I could just imagine seeing the car swerving out of his way too. Yeah, that's like probably that's, a pretty dangerous situation. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Just a drunken man segueing across highways. The fact that he was going against the traffic too, I can't see this being a good turnout for him. Yeah, I mean, I guess he saw cars come. Ooh, dude, maybe he was like giving himself a mental game, or he he he, like chicken. he trusted <laughs> his ability segueing so much. He figured he would just test his luck going head on into traffic, bobbing and weaving. It's not Mario Kart because we're trying to hit him. It's it, his. That was him playing Mario Kart what's, in his head. What's it's that like old? Mater. Yeah. What's that? Is that that old arcade game where you would drive down oh, the no, no, basic no. strip and you'd just be dodging cars and rocks and obstacles? The, the and motorcycle everything? game. Yeah, yeah. That 
That game, it, that's exactly what he was doing, but on a Segway and in real life, you know, and on, risking and with two bottles of wine, in ri- the system. risking absolutely everything. But whenever uh, when you said uh, he's, he's he was trying to trust himself, it makes me think of Mater from Cars driving backwards, driving backwards. with his eyes closed. Uh, this is what I picture. <laughs> that's the best thing ever. Oh, Mater, <laughs> I haven't thought about Mater in a very long time. I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up again. It feels good to think about Mater. What a what a nice man. Anyways. Speaking about nice men that, I guess, make bad decisions, Martin Scorsese said some hurtful things in the past week week or two. He's been saying them for, like, multiple weeks now. Yeah. Martin, if you all don't know, Martin Scorsese is a very, very, very famous director. And he is, I mean, what name some of his top movies, just off the top of your head. I mean, he came out with The uh, Wall Street. The, the Aviator. He, I mean... The Departed, I'm pretty sure he directed. He's yes, uh, he did The Departed. That one of my favorite movies of all time. He he's directed a lot. A very well renowned filmmaker and one of the best at his craft. Correct. Ta- Taxi Driver, Goodfellas. That's huge. I don't even know how I forgot to mention Goodfellas, but regardless, he, he directed Taxi Driver. Wow. Yep, that makes sense. Casino, great movie. Casino is a good movie. That actually, that definitely lines up with his uh, portfolio too. Games Regard- of New York. Regardless. Uh, Martin Scorsese came out last week, I believe, or the week before that, one or the other, and says that Marvel movies and movies related to the Marvel style of creation, which is just superhero movies, essentially, we can yeah. all we can all just call them superhero movies, are not cinema. And that's a quote directly from Martin Scorsese himself, which a lot of people have a lot to say about this because this is, he isn't the first person to say this, James Cameron said it uh james cameron said something similar to it where he wanted the movies to die out not too long ago i think that was a couple years back it's not an unpopular opinion amongst hollywood uh folk who aren't actually in the industry of superhero movies but what's kind of your thoughts immediate thoughts and opinions on this i understand where he's coming from because being a uh filmmaker of his caliber who doesn't necessarily direct the uh I, I guess you'd say big budget Hollywood movies in the sense that they're over glorified with CGI and computer animations and um, just constantly trying to pump out. There's not pr- so much uh, money idea, going uh, in. Like yeah. ideas and projects and sequels mm-hmm. rather than creating big cohesive stories, which, I mean, you can't really deny. A, there is a, a fair share of movies out there, uh, superhero movies in particular, that don't really flow as well as, I guess, more independent movies, such as the ones that he's directed. I agree. And so I understand where he's coming from, but to say that all superhero movies are not classified as cinema whatsoever, I think it's preposterous. Basically, he's basically calling them toyish. Yeah, and, and he, they're they're meant for... A, they're basically an amusement park. Yeah, and, I mean, that's a direct... It's, it's all spectacle. It's, not, it's nothing that's just surface level. And... As a movie fan, I understand a bit of what he's saying because Marvel and I love Marvel a ton, but Marvel has a a template that they follow nearly every single movie. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So they have outside of a few standalones, they follow the same. I don't want to call it cookie cutter, but it's gen- a pretty it's a pretty strong formula that they a, that they stick to. Yeah, standard format. So from the perspective of, I guess, individuality in between the two movies, or in between multiple movies, I un- I can see how he d- would develop that opinion. I don't agree that they're not cinema, because I think that's 
I think it's extremely subjective. I mean, because, yeah, you can argue that some movies are made to just be a cash grab, but there have been those kind of movies in other formats than just superheroes. You know, the Dark Knight, yeah, like gro- Well, Grown Ups 2, for example, was a nothing but a money grab. Yeah. And it's not like it's a great movie. But is Martin Scorsese going to come out and say, Grown Ups 2 is not a movie. Well, okay. Not cinema. You want to know why? Because no one cares about Grown Ups 2. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No one cares about it. He doesn't like... He's stepping out against the biggest movie industry in the world exactly. right now, though, which, Exactly. I mean, you can respect him for stating his opinion like that, but I... What I guess I don't what I don't like about it is I understand that people are entitled to their opinions, whatever they may be. Yeah. But to claim that they're just not well, just how aggressively seem- he claimed they or that he they were just not movies, basically. He just completely devalidated their entire Well, how like snooty about movies do you have to be to like claim something about about one of the largest uh franchises in history. Franchises in history. like especially Marvel Universe, but just like superhero movies in general he's i mean he's he's picking a fight with a big with the bit with goliath he's, he's certainly not making the most reasonable decision he's ever made as far as job security i mean i, I don't see him wanting to ever direct a superhero movie so i'm sure he's fine yeah. on that platform i don't think he has to worry about job security not necessarily job security but more of a Fan reaction because yeah, how, he doesn't he doesn't know how many fans he has that overlap with the Marvels because yeah. I know James Cameron had a huge negative uh, reaction to his comments against Marvel when he came out and said that he wish he wished do you remember what his quote was it was something he wishes that superhero movies would die out that way they can move on to the next phase of oh, yeah. cinema yeah. something similar to that James Cameron can shut up Avatar was not that good I don't care what anyone says sure. The technology was great and the visuals were stunning, but other than that, it was a very simple-minded movie, in my opinion. I mean, it was. It's, and they're wanting to pump. And what's he wanting to do? Pump out three more sequels. He is. I think it's four. Actually, yeah, he's they're like, wanting four? to go to Avatar, Avatar two, three, four, and five, or whatever. Yeah, it's. And well, mind you, okay. mind you, it's that's been hypo- like eleven years since. That's his what I was gonna say. That's, that's completely hypocritical. Like the like superhero movies are there to like carry on multiple. I, like how many Spider-Man movies that we have that are completely different. Exactly. Batman movies. And I think that what the, the entire MCU. I think that these directors are kind of jealous, honestly. Well, because I mean, these, that could be part of it. Films, Every, everybody hates not being included in the yeah. su- the success of something, especially if it's as big well, as Marvel it is. Might, it might not be the fact that. Um, he doesn't like that he was not included, but seeing how much success is coming from these big CGI movies that like he he's not a fan of them clearly, and seeing how successful they are compared to his own movies that don't have all that stuff, and he he considers cinema from his own movies, which I was looking through, um, just like movies that he's directed, produced, whatever, and he was a voice for a fish in in uh, Shark Tale. Yeah, he was uh, the <laughs> he was the puffer fish. Yeah. He was uh, the manager of the whale wash. Like, come on, come on, man! You can't dish on superhero movies when you voiced a fish in Shark Tale. Okay, Tales. Shark Tales was a yeah, Shark Tale was a phenomenal movie. film. Okay, it's, it it starred Jack Black and Will Smith. If that doesn't really win, I don't know what will. That was a great movie, and I will fight that battle every day I have to. But. But that's besides. Angelina Jolie was in that movie too. They had a great cast. That that really is an outstanding cast for a cartoon movie. I mean, honestly, Robert De Niro was in it. What did Robert De Niro play? He was the the lead mafia shark boss. 
Well, that makes oh. sense as to why Martin <laughs> Scorsese was in it then. <laughs> okay, but that's derailing from the matter of fact. Yeah. Um, or from the topic, but I I see that they're a bit jealous, or I can see it can come across as jealousy because they're, like you said, they're just not included. And also it might be that these films with such a huge fan base now, especially now with them yeah. just pumping out content, it's taking away from their own projects and they feel that's kind of... Because I can, to an extent, agree with them. These, I, I don't know when it's going to get to the point that people don't see most of these projects as unoriginal because they're getting to the point where they are. It's, yeah. a, it's a rinse and repeat, a repeat cycle now. And so I'm hoping that with this new phase in Marvel coming up, it is... Mm, a lot more different than what we've seen so far. It seems like it's going to be, but that's what I think they're trying to do at this yeah. point. They're, I think they're attempting to get away from the very repetitive and simplistic nature of some of their movies. Yeah. Because I mean, some of them are very, very see-through, which a lot of this might like, it might just be suspense building up to the, to the release of the Irishman, which he's, which Martin Scorsese is directing. And it's like, it's a, a new mob movie that, that we've been waiting for with Robert De Niro and like, a whole growth um, with that. And we haven't got, I feel like we haven't gotten a big like hit mob movie movie in a while. I'll put it this way. So if he's trying to resurge that somehow, what is the best movie you think you've seen this year? Off the this top of your year? head. Off the, the 2019. What's the best movie you think you've seen? So Overall. far it's been Joker. Joker. Once upon you? a time in Hollywood. I being the, I, I think I'm the only person here that's seen both. Have you seen once upon a time in Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. So Brayden hasn't yet seen the Joker. So his opinion is a little bit, not un- invalid, but it's not necessarily thorough. Yeah. yeah. But um, I actually agree with Braden on this one. I think The Joker was a fantastic movie, but my favorite movie of the year was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that was – I want to say it's because of the originality of that story, but yeah. I've, I've never seen a movie that flowed like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And that like that's very Tarantino-esque to do something like that. But – Avengers Endgame released in April, and that's the biggest movie of all time, statistically, monetarily, across the board. Biggest movie of all time. Yep. Great movie, great celebration of everything that the MCU was, but... It was fan service. Exactly. So, when it comes to cinema and, I guess, the integrity behind how we view films, I understand the argument against... Like you were saying, I understand the argument against Marvel to encourage some sort of change. To it, which is what I think they're doing with Phase 4. Okay. But as I previously stated, I don't think that you can completely just disavow them as movies or as legitimate quality cinema because they they each have their own appeal, you know, mm-hmm. where is, does that just mean all kids' movies aren't cinema either? Because all kids' movies follow the same platform and most PG-13 movies follow the same platform. until You don't really get a ton of originality with cinema until you step into the r-rated area i guess I all guess honesty right. yeah I you mean, have a point because you can push the boundaries at that point exactly it's, yeah it's no hole it's like no holds barred yeah. yeah and i mean that's that's what i think i so i see scorsese's perspective but also scorsese directs largely r-rated films almost pr- exclusively r-rated mm-hmm. films so he has the ability to push certain lines that other genre other genres just can't he can't he can't reach the how much like the larger audience that exactly that superhero movies can superhero it, movies are trying to they know 
what's going to get people in the seats, and it's going to be PG thirteen. And that's how Martin the Scorsese doesn't care about that. He just wants to tell the story. But Marvel, being a me being owned by Disney and just being the huge company that it is, they want to get the most money out of their product. I and think hopefully it's going to be a good project along the lines of that. But with a director like Scorsese, that's not at the forefront. I think it's a good message, to be honest, to a degree of I wish it was delivered differently how he went about it because I don't I, I don't like the idea that it just sounds more like a distaste for movies that are doing better than his because that's what it reads, at least from my perspective. But you also he has to account for the fact that him being an R-rated director, essentially, leads to his his audience is isolated. So he's never going to have a blockbuster movie the size of a Marvel movie. It's just not going to happen. You know, I mean, you can look at it any any way you want to. The Irish, the first of all, the Irishman is supposed to be a three and a half hour movie. Outside of mo- there, most people are not willing to sit in a theater for three and a half hours. Yeah, it, especially you, it, it takes a good it takes a good and like specific movie to be able to catch anybody for three and a half hours. And even uh, Robert De Niro, who is one of the most famous actors alive. Mm-hmm. I don't think necessarily warrants the general public to want to sit in a movie theater for that long. No, not at all. And so, I don't know. I I understand his perspective. Had he said something more of, I wish we had a little bit more uh, creativity or uniqueness in the cinema industry, and then maybe brought up Marvel, I would have understood it. Because even me and Muhammad talked about how... Uh, movies have become a bit repetitive. And you mentioned that a few yeah. minutes ago. How everything is almost a remake or some sort of uh, reintroduction of something that we already know. Even even The Irishman, which is which is going to be Martin Scorsese's newest movie coming out soon, it's going to be repetitive of a, lo- of a lot of mob movies that he's already created. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's just a hypocrite with a lot of it. I definitely think James James Cameron is. James Cameron is obviously one. Of course. Oh, uh, he's just petty. Well, he's pe- I mean James Cameron is legitimately just mad that Avatar got beaten out. That because Avatar yeah. was the top grossing movie of all time and then Endgame beat it. And that, I think that's why uh Cameron was that angry to begin with. Mm-hmm. Which I mean the one is what I think prompted Endgame to do as well as it did is because Cameron's comments on it, but that's kind of regardless. I just wish we saw some sort of I wish things were a bit more constructive, which I, I'm not a fan of criticism that isn't constructive. If you're an, if you're a director that's as quality as someone like Scorsese or in the example of James Cameron, you have to. It's one of those things where you have to show respect to the other directors, directors in yeah. the business that are also like the Russo brothers. Are you going to sit here and tell me that the Russo brothers aren't great directors because of the movies they direct? They had such a huge task at hand, and the way that they pulled it off. I really don't think it could have been pos- like pulled off by any other group. And so just that alone has to be acknowledged and it has to be appreciated for the fact that what it, for what it was because they had such a they had so much to juggle and fulfill. And for movies that Scorsese has uh, first Scorsese has done. I mean, I've seen a couple of his movies. I haven't seen too many. But they are very intricate and very deep stories. However, in the grand scheme of things, the Russos had quite a big thing to take care of. And so if that's not an achievement in cinema, then I don't know what is, you know? Yeah, and I think I think Mark I think Scorsese is just trying to like 
he he's clearly a traditionalist when it comes to movies and cinema. Yeah, he he's an he older, wants it to be the very guy. classic. Exactly. The whole it's a full and thorough story. And exactly. honestly, yeah, I'm to, for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I would love to see more movies follow that, but that's not solely on Marvel. Yeah. You know, Marvel isn't the only one releasing things somewhat repetitive. I mean, how many we have the Lion King remakes, the Little Re- Mermaid remakes. We have a bunch of different film franchises that are just trying to yeah, repurpose the, old work. The Terminator movies constantly trying to make a resurgence again. I hate that. They man. just released well, Fast and Furious I, I or anything like that. Another yeah. Rambo movie. I'd never thought Rambo would see the light of day anymore, but Which, they. They called it Rambo Last Blood. And we've I got, can't we've got the we, too well, much. we've got the Creed movies too, which are another you know drag at the Rocky yeah. at the Rocky uh, franchise. It's, Matrix is getting rebooted. It's a bunch Matri- of the Matrix is yeah. getting yeah. rebooted. Neil Patrick Harris got listed in the cast for the Matrix. By the way, that's going to be sick. that is going to be very interesting. <laughs> I mean, regardless, but I wish we saw a less repurposing of old work and trying to reintroduce things the only problem is people it people don't go see new movies all that much anymore you know unless the unless the director has some sort of respect or the lead has a lot of respect mm-hmm. so if, in the case of a tarantino movie obviously people are going to see it in this case of the scorsese movie obviously people are going to see it and there's a few other directors that'll hit that okay i'll probably go see it simply because it's them list but Unless you unless you have one of those directors or a even bigger lead, so you know you know, so the uh, for example the Adam Sandler movie that's coming out in December, uh, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is I think it's the the Sadie brothers or the Safdie brothers, right? Something. So, it's something like that. It's not, yeah, regardless, it's, it's some brothers. They aren't the most well known directors. No, yeah. but they have a killing lead like Adam Sandler, so they have the ability to actually pull some sort of attention with that movie. So unless you have somebody like Matt Damon or even I wouldn't even call Adam Sandler, but you need a you need a lead that isn't known specifically for one thing. So Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, people who aren't they're not only superhero actors, but they have a little bit more depth to them and a lot of respect. Those kind of actors can command actual box office responses to this because that's what everybody wants. People could care less about how good the movie is. They want it to make money. Yeah. And that I don't think you're going to find that without repurposing old material. Which is kind of sad. It sucks. I wish it was want to People want to see what's familiar to them. And so if you have insert famous here and then sequel, it's going to get people to watch it. You know, so I wish we, Iron Man two, Iron Man three. Everyone knows it's gonna be an Iron Man movie. I want to see what Iron Man's up to, so I'm gonna watch that over this independent film that's going to do a lot better and is gonna get the Oscar nominations and stuff. They don't care about that. Exactly, and I wish I wish we had more, um, I guess diversity. Yeah. In the in, in the movie business these days, because it's not hard to guess what the lineup is gonna be. Like okay, what what's the movie that Blake Lively was in the uh, shark one? Uh, no, it was no 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 not Blake Lively. Uh, no, that it Blake was Lively the, was. It, I know, but it was the one that was it was the one down. that was similar to it. The forty seven meters down. There was oh, a okay, second okay. movie to that. Really, there is no nope. reason mm-hmm. to have a second movie about a shark. And the Jaws franchise went for like three or four movies. There's there's just no reason for it. It's the it's it is literally the exact same story. Like shark bad, yeah. <laughs> shark bad, whole movie. I mean, which after releasing the second movie, which I don't know how they did it for Jaws and released like three. I think there were three. 
There might have been four. Three or four, either but the way. the 47 meters doesn't really down, matter. <laughs> I can't imagine how bad that movie bombed. It doesn't even matter, really. It's just why are we continuously trying to keep everything alive as long as forever? Like the Fast and Furious franchise. I used to love it. Now I can't stand it. <laughs> Fast and Furious used to be was so cool until they started flying out of buildings and trying to find a deeper meaning between themselves. They're Not just, that that's bad, <laughs> but it's just the sen- in the sense that they're trying to uh, it's trying to be rob as, banks yeah, and be as flashy as, as possible. Fla- that, I, you literally took the words directly out of my mouth. As flashy as possible is the new thing. It used to be a, a racing film with just bad blood uh, between ra- uh, rival gangs, and I love that. The first, I guess, three... Yeah, Fast, yeah, and, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift. All Perfect. racing. That, Fast and Five Amazing. was the end. Amazing movies. Yeah, Fast and Five was the end of that with The Rock. Once once they got The Rock. God, involved, I yeah. hate The Rock. <laughs> Any movie that he's in follows this exact category Ram- that I Rampage, despise. Uh, Sky, what was it? Skyscraper. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just, oh, it's just annoying. The Rock, if you want to talk about cookie cutter movie things, first of all, if Martin Scorsese, ever hires the rock as a cast member at all i know i'm just saying if he ever does i'll pop champagne because the the rock is the most basic platform one-dimensional solely one purpose person ever to exist yes to be a big strong dude does strong dude things I think is the whole movie. Every time he's ever in one. Exceptions might be um, that Disney. I think it was a Disney movie where his daughter, the uh, the game or whatever, the the big game or I forgot. Oh, the game plan. Game game plan. Game plan. I love that movie. That movie was was like two thousand seven, and that was was that was before he even got like really jacked too. Yeah. The second he put on a bunch of uh, muscle and became like a superhero in real life is whenever the Hollywood director was like, "Hey, we should make a movie where we show him being strong." (laughs) <laughs> and then they did it again and then again and then again and then the movies got so interchangeable to where if you were to mix up a bunch of the scenes from all the different movies of him being strong and just put it into one movie it'd probably be it, it, you could make a movie yeah, out you of could probably make a movie out of just interchangeable scenes. i remember uh, i remember a while could... <laughs> ago there are pictures of him from four different movies but it was the same exact costume that he was wearing for yeah each the, of the tan movies. shirt with yeah. like the first two buttons unbuttoned yeah <laughs> like what the hell was that movie rampage Anybody ever seen that movie? It's based I watched off of the video game. It is literally just oh, there's a big. There was game. a video game back in the day called Rampage, and it mm. was not anything that the movie was was like. I mean, it did incorporate huge monsters breaking stuff, but um, yeah, it it was an old video game that just had monsters fighting each other. But flat. they had to Hollywood it up, and so it just kind of ruined it. And the I Rock really ruins it. Video game yeah. movies do not work, in my opinion. They will never work. I mean, I'm I will want them to, but I kind of you agree. Can't really capture, I kind of agree to be you honest. Can't capture the depth of a video game in two hours and twenty minutes. Also, a video game is meant to be a like a uh, audience ge- or an audience participating response. You know, people enjoy video games because they get to make certain decisions in them and. You know, like experience you're it differently. Yeah, you're playing yeah. it. Whereas, you know, do it like Tomb Raider was a fun game when I was young. Do I want to go watch a movie about Lara Croft? No. I don't know. Alicia Vikander was Lara Croft. So don't I get mean, me wrong. I'm all for a Minecraft movie. If that <laughs> if that came out, I would definitely watch it. I'd have, I'd have to watch it. Just Mortal Kombat's getting Minecraft rebooted. Movie. I hope I don't think it's gonna do that well. But I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna watch it. Was yeah, like, um, it's just uh, eh. you know that Assassin's Creed movie that came out. Yeah, did what? 
Did y'all, it didn't did y'all perform, watch it? It didn't perform well. Okay. I never watched it. I know Michael Fassbender was in it. Yeah, that, I knew that. And, like, that seemed decent, if anything, mm-hmm. as, like, an origin story for it all. Well, I think, it, I mean, the whole thing with video game movies is they have to execute it as what it is. Mm-hmm. And they try to play off from the source material, but they try to diverge into their own realm and then that kind of just messes everything up. well it's got to be a movie too you know like they can't you you can't spend too much time on certain things in the video game it's not and it's not as easy as like when you make a when you make a movie from a book you literally have three four five hundred pages of just direct source material the entire you could script your entire movie out of the book itself you know so you don't all that is about is really directing shots. Like when you make a movie about that, you decide where to make some cuts and stuff like that. But everything else is really just, you know. Yeah, what's what's not that significant that we mm-hmm. don't have to use? Just like um, with adapting shows as well. I will rip the last Airbender movie till the day that I die. It it's terrible, I, I, so I agree never with, have you, existed. Right with you. It did not ever, that show never needed a movie. And Say it with me. Not everything needs to be live action. I really want Hollywood to understand that animation is okay. Lion now you can King? continue on your you can continue on your rant. But Sorry. it's that you try. They try to cram once again a entire season's worth of very gripping and well revered content into a very bland and dry movie. That was about two hours long. That Incredibly poorly acted, too. <laughs> everything apart. They had the perfect source material, just like Cole said with books. They have the platform. All they need to do is direct how. They just need to take the words and put it on a screen. They had even shots, per se, for them to use, but they went their own route, and they didn't even need to make the movie, in my opinion, anyways. But they just ripped everything apart. They miscasted. They mispronounced names. They got shitty actors, dude. It was such a terrible movie. And the fact that they had the balls to, I guess, uh, put a little cliffhanger or shoehorn the fact that they're thinking about making a sequel, screw you. Like, okay. no, you don't need that. I wish we had that. If there's one thing that I could ask for more is more standalone films that's why i'm excited for lighthouse man i'm so ready to see that yeah (laughs) y'all are talking about it i mean that's what martin scorsese is a master of yeah and i get that films i just don't we don't need to like i i guess the i don't think it's all superhero movies are not cinema you know no it it definitely isn't and i see like i said though i see where he's coming from with it clearly his beef is against movies that are big Flat. specifically like marvel We're like big and flashy to get people's attention and get people to watch it rather than like gr- catching people with a story they're catching yeah. people with lots of color and explosions and, and all this stuff and I, big strong people i just wish that the respect between the two genres were a little bit better i agree disney will sell their soul to make an extra 15 bucks on a movie it's obvious, you know, they, they're mm-hmm. remaking every single thing that they had in the two thousand in the mid two thousands. That's just the way of the road. But you have to realize that people are actually putting in work to make these movies good. And Marvel's done a good job with it. I understand that they have done the exact same they've done a pretty similar plot line for mo- for probably eighteen of the twenty three of their movies. So or to to date, but 
that doesn't mean that good work isn't being done throughout the process. They've been hiring more um, independent filmmakers to direct their bigger movies. You know? Yeah, and they brought in Jake Gyllenhaal for Mysterio, and Jake Gyllenhaal is like a notorious independent movie actor. He does, and he and he's like he doesn't do big projects nearly at all. No. So they had uh, Taika Waititi direct Thor Ragnarok. He was until that movie. He was, a, I'd say he was a little bit lesser known until that movie. He was. Which he did a put great it, job. It put him it. on the map, and it also it honestly. He crafted a great story, and he reinvigorated the character of Thor because he was on the back burner for most of the MCU, and not many people really cared for him. But the movie he directed made everyone love Thor. I love Thor now. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to after Ragnarok because I, and that's what I'm saying. When you put an original perspective on even currently established characters as long as you're not remaking does that make sense yeah. so if you put a new person behind the wheel of an of a currently running story that i'm fine with but to go back and try and make something new again for something that isn't broken in the slightest mm-hmm. you know like brain how would you yeah. feel if someone just decided to remake the godfather movies i'd fucking kill him i'm so i probably one of the first f-bombs nsfw <laughs> mix and match radio but like but it was they it was, they're not yeah. meant to be remade and the movies uh, back to like one of cole's biggest beefs some movies aren't meant to be remade and they don't need if to be. they ever remade the shawshank redemption bro i would throw hands it's just i don't know where but somewhere they not i mean everything is just such a cash grab and that's the most uh-huh. annoying part about it is because no, like it used to be that these two industries kept they they kept separate. You know, the money business and the creative business were just very different worlds. And then the, the Hollywood just kind of merged the two, where everything is just a constant. How can I make? How can I come in second or third at the box office or whatever else? Like they, uh, what was the movie that Angelina just released, Maleficent or something? Uh, yeah, Male- Maleficent two. Yeah, the sequel. Why does that exist? And they created, no one asked for that. They created the <laughs> first movie in order to create a backstory for the uh, antagonist and I think it's Snow White. No, not Snow White. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. We yeah, do Sleeping not Beauty. need a Sleeping Beauty cinematic universe. The, like, <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't need to be the same style of cinema Which, every time. So Maleficent, the first one, actually a really good movie. Something like just something different to build upon. How can Sleeping you be Beauty a Godfather story? fan and also a Maleficent fan? I'm a movie fan, and but like, have you seen Maleficent? No, <laughs> so I've seen it. I saw it once. I, I don't know. It wasn't why, bad. I don't know why they needed to make a second one, but like, it yeah. was it was a new it was style kind of story. They like they took the the story that was Sleeping Beauty and put a new spin on it that hadn't been seen in, in shows or movies. It wasn't Angelina? See, it's Jolie been eight too. years though since that movie. Since the first was one it really came eight out? Years? about seven or eight years, and. I guarantee you Disney was thinking, oh, crap, we're running out of ideas. Was that movie we made in 2011? Jolie was in it, right? I don't think it was. Let's, let's do a sequel to that. That seems like a long... Um, 2014. Oh, so, so it's it was been five years. Five years. Okay. It's still a really long still time. still a long time. And for, I mean, for movies like that, it, it might not... It's probably not uncommon for them nah, to have that, that does not there, there, between them. There is no way that movie took four, uh, five years to produce. There's no way. 
Well, it doesn't mean they started right after, which means that it probably wasn't a movie that needed a sequel. Yeah, is what you're saying. What I just think that people are looking. They, start, they started going down the list of movies. That, what can we do again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what can we make live action? Like, I I don't think. I mean, maybe you wanted a Lion King li- live action. No, but no one. There, absolutely no one asked for that. But Lion King as a cartoon is probably my favorite. It's like cartoon perfect. Disney movie. It's, it's actually perfect. a good Lion, movie. Lion King it's is perfect. revered as nearly perfect, as one of those films that is god tier. Exactly. And why do we poke it with a stick and say become a lot? Like no one. It's it's about talking animals. Mm-hmm. No, it's not live action for a reason. <laughs> and so the live action took away from the uh, the expressions that the animals had in the exactly. original. You know? Exactly. And so that's kind of what all these. Re- retellings i guess you could say are doing for this platform it's just so unoriginal sure it's very impressive with how far the technology has come the lion king visually the remake phenomenal other than that it was just a complete bomb in my opinion it was so dry and it lacked spirit yeah and yeah. i mean it, the sacrifice of not only integrity but just genuine quality movies for any extra dollar is so infuriating. Yeah, as much as we can complain about it now, that is sadly just the There's nothing world we can we do. Li- yeah, it, pe- people are going to be Which is why you got to appreciate the people that are willing to test the line. Which, to his credit, that's kind of what Scorsese that's is getting of, at. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> we've gone from complaining about uh, like Scorsese talking about our I just wish there was respect. Okay, Scorsese, I've been talking for 30 I minutes. I never said he was wrong. Building up the the argument that he has against no and that's why i said i i to a point i do agree with him because it is it's a huge trend of unoriginality in hollywood right now but to say that all marvel movies are not cinema i think that's incorrect because you do have the james guns of the marvel cinematic universe who took a group of unknown characters not many people knew of, and then made that movie into a huge success with and Guardians of the Galaxy. people love them now. Yeah. yeah, but then they had to overarch it with the cinematic universe, and then they made a sequel, which wasn't as good. Still good, but not near... Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, in my opinion, watching that movie full and throw, it would be a good standalone. Yeah. It, like, it legitimately would be. Even if it wasn't connected to the MCU, if that was a sole movie, no backstory or anything, you have a few mentions of Thanos, but aside I, from that, it's pretty—it's a pretty damn original I movie. I couldn't agree more on that. And that's what that they statement. try to do, I guess, with some of the, uh, I guess, the first movies for these for the new character arcs. They make them as if they could stand alone, to where you don't need to watch other movies in okay. order to get what's going on. But then. They just keep pumping projects out, and I mean, as a comic book fan and. I'm ecstatic, and I could not be happier because I get to see just my childhood dreams come to fruition. But other than that, I do agree with Scorsese in the sense that it, I guess it just it gets old, man. Well, yeah, there's unor- unoriginality is cheap, fast, and just easy to make. Um, you you already have the bases built. You you there's you no, have a name that people will go. You have watch. a name that people already know and are familiar with. So there's nothing like, there's not as much. It, I wonder if this is going to be a good or not. You already know that maybe the first one was good, and hopefully the second one's good. But it usually isn't. Mm-hmm. Pe- most of Hollywood is just getting lazy with, not like they can't come up with original ideas anymore. So they just go down the list of what hasn't been redone yet and try to remake it. 
and that's just like it's i i'm i'm looking at show times for movies more and more again seeing what kind of movies are out and i'm getting less and less interested in the options of movies for me to go see nowadays yeah and i mean i think the standalone there is probably comedies but comedies are all the same basically pretty much really i mean just funny funny thing there funny thing here sort of a story but when it comes to big movies, the movies that are, I guess, supposed to kill the box office, the, the box office, you know, the ones because there are projected the Joker and the Endgame and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and of course, there are there are big movies that are supposed to do really really well. There are very few directors, such as uh, Scorsese, Tarantino, um, probably a few more that I can think of. Spielberg, a second. yeah, Spielberg. There are directors that are that are established enough to where they can actually test that creative bound, and they don't release a ton of projects. Mm-hmm. Tarantino has nine movies. He has nine movies. Nine movies, and that says it all, pretty much, if you ask me. You know, he nine quality movies. Okay, maybe not nine quality movies, but nine nine. Yeah, there's a few in there. N- nine <laughs> nine mo- movies that stand on their own. Yes. Yeah. Whereas he didn't have to remake anything. He none of them are sequels, except for Kill Bill. That's true. Yeah, but that, that's like a part. But that was one a part, part of the two. story. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a you part. You could put one, them together, and they would run cohesively. I think his nine movies, he ca- he doesn't count. I think the nine movies doesn't count Kill Bill Volume One and Two as oh, two okay. separate movies. I think they. Ca- I think he counts that as one movie. Okay. I think he does because I think he actually has ten release titles, mm-hmm. and then nine of which is the, the con- nine stories. Yeah, nine stories, which is why they think that, or he said that his tenth movie is supposed to be his final last i don't think it's 10 bad. perfect i mean movies. it sucks but i understand it i would much rather someone ends on a like near perfect portfolio than continue and attempt to drag it out as long as physically possible just like the point we're building up now of a movie doesn't need to be remade and you don't have to put out tons of stuff around one storyline imagine 10 this. movies is maybe the simplicity and like what what we've been looking for. Yeah, just imagine 20 years later someone tries to remake Pulp Fiction. Which nobody can. Exactly. Nobody will. I mean, it's been should. 20 years. <laughs> I'm saying 20 more, but yeah. it's, I don't know. There's it's certain, sad, just you don't, have to, you don't have to play with everything, you know? it's Some things are better left the way they originally were. And I that, agree. that wraps up our point of pretty much about Scorsese, I believe, unless anybody has any rebuttals to that one. I had a thought. But I lost it. So either way. So on the topic of things that were better left the way they originally were. Oh, I was oh, real quick. I'm so sorry. You just killed. I'm so, I my just transition. killed your transition. I'm so sorry. What I was gonna bring up. So Stepped like, on it. Stabbed it. Quentin Tarantino. Ten perfect movies, unique in their own way, and he's just gonna finish it there. Steven Spielberg. Explosions, 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 explosions in all his movies. Not so, oh, you think about Michael, you Bay? Michael, Michael Bay. Michael you, Bay. That's two f bombs in one episode, buddy. Was, Watch your profanity. I was thinking about Michael Bay, who I don't the know. The FCC is going to email me like really angered about what I'm really? releasing. Yeah, really? yeah. This is really? for the kids, yeah. Braden. I'm sorry, kids out there. Mix and matches for, for the for children. Bombs. Um, I was frustrated with myself. I apologize. That's not the f bomb I was talking about. Continue though. Frustrated. Continue. <laughs> Michael, uh, that was just another director I was going to mention about... Well, Transformers movies. There's like 15 of them. Yeah, about how he just like... He's repeti- He's repetitive with his directing yeah. style of just like... Well, yeah, every, every movie he's, exciting he directs like is just... You know, it's, it's just he's very n- cookie he's, cutter. He's not... Yeah, it's, it's he's cookie He's known cutter. for that. Exactly. 
and that's, that's somebody who just puts out like the same style of movie every time i'm glad and that point was good enough so to sorry. interject into my quality transition i was just excited enough to remember my uh my thought <laughs> that's good i'm glad that you remembered something but anyways back to my transition where was i uh speaking of people who were better left previously or things that were better left previously a man that has been in the news quite frequently for the past two, three years, kind of losing his mind, would you say? For yes. a while, yeah. <laughs> two or three years going a bit insane. Ever since he put the MAGA hat on. Yeah. Just about. Mr. Kanye West is back in the news today with, he claimed he almost retired from rap because of it being devil music. And he, how many albums does he have off the top of your head? Does anybody know? Give or take. He has more than five. More than five rap albums? I like that. He, I just don't understand that, man, in the slightest. And the, the topic of discussion today is, is he a genius? Is he clinically insane? What is Mr. Kanye West? What What is his title? What do we call him? He's he's EA. Okay. I he has hate 10 you. albums. He has 10, 10 albums. albums. Wow. Yes, that's a lot more than I expected. So I was correct. And Jesus, more than five. <laughs> and he did tweet yesterday that Jesus is King is dropping October fifth. He's been, but he's been saying he's been that. saying that forever. Question: If you call rap music devil music and then make a rap album called Jesus is King, does it just cancel out? I think it was before he got into rap. He did okay. So he almost thought it was devil music, and that's why he almost got out. But then he found he found himself through rap music, and maybe it's not devil music. I think that. Okay, to your que- uh, to your question, I don't care what anyone says, but Kanye is a genius, and I will stand by that point because of musically, I agree. What he has done, not even just musically, too, just as a visionary, I guess, with um, Yeezy, his and yeah, his, his design with line, his yeah. uh, just branding himself, you know. Um, but for the main part, musically, he is. Far beyond anything. He, there, there is nobody is, even slightly. He, fun, kind of he changed. He literally changed the rap game in the early 2000s because back then, rap was just all about being flashy. It was the bling era, just flexing as much as you could, talking about your cars, your jewelry, your women. But Kanye took it another route, and um, there's a quote by him that said. Uh, that he was saying he wanted to produce music that you could listen to and relate to the material that he's talking about. And it would be something that happened to you that week. He wanted to, he, he wanted to let people know basically that he's just another guy and what he's rapping about. You can relate to, and that's not where rapping was at the point, uh, whenever he dropped college dropout. Because no one wanted to talk about that. No one wanted to talk about just dropping out of college, real life problems. Mm-hmm. You know, he he created a, uh, I guess, a better perception in the hip hop community for just who these people are because they have issues, and it allowed for it allowed the door to be open for other artists such as the Kid Cudi's and Travis Scotts. And um, I mean, he practically facilitated the yeah. rise of a lot of different rappers. And he also uh, was a big influence in re in reinvigorating soul back into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just his sound in general constantly changing it too you had 808s and heartbait uh, 808s and heartbreak sorry and then you had my beautiful uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy well his music transcended rap it was more yeah. it was more than just one one dimensional yeah you know it, it was, was constantly just pushing it and just reinvigorating it twisting it in the way that it wasn't meant to be twisted and it worked Kanye West I would and that that's the line I'm going to take as well is Kanye West is a genius or at least was a genius I I mean I have, I wasn't a huge fan of his last album which was Oh I loved his last album Yay Okay. Right. No, yeah. I kind of last album is Kitsy Ghost. Oh, that I. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. If it was more if, of a collaboration. If we're but... if we're counting Kitsy Ghost, then okay. you didn't like Yay. No. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> Why not? It. There was nothing about it that felt like it wasn't. I don't know how to like describe it with. I'm I'm very it bad was... at describing music, so I'm gonna do the best I can. It was not very traditional Kanye if that ma- it, it did it was, not it was it did not match his past sound it was evolving into crazy Kanye a little bit but that's not the, and that's like his actions outside of music have nothing to do with my perception of him as an artist mm-hmm. so I just didn't like the sound that he carried in that album I, whether or not I think it was good music is a different question but I wasn't a fan of it however I disagree, but I understand. His one of my favorite albums he's ever had was his probably the most recent like big album is the the Life of Pablo, which was like 2014, 15. Yeah, I loved that album. That's my second favorite album of his actually. Okay, which is um, first and foremost is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is like one of my favorite albums just ever. But then after that is the Life of Pablo, but. I think that he's just become a little bit convoluted in how he does things now. If that makes any sense, he's he's a designer. He's living the life of a Kardashian. He markets himself well. Card- I mean, back, back to what Muhammad said. Kardashian curse, man. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's real. And Kanye kind of lost his mind a little bit. I mean, if you've heard the guy talk, it's it's like bizarre what he says. Yeah. It none of it makes any sense, and it just sounds like he's rambling on about things that are not even kind of relative to anything. But which part of it? I mean, also just factually untrue. Wait, 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 hold on. We're not even talking about the big thing that he came out and said. Didn't he say that slavery was a choice? Yeah, wasn't he that said, a quote he said out of slavery con- was a choice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That that is. If I had to, if I had to get like a quote that would make my point, there it is. <laughs> you cannot. No one in their right mind would make a quote saying slavery is a choice. So. Was Kanye at one point a genius? Yes. Did he eventually lose his mind? Yes. Do I hope Jesus is King slaps harder than an angry mom in the middle of a Walmart? Absolutely. See, and with that comment, 100% inaccurate, but I can somewhat understand the approach at which he was trying. What he was trying to say. However, he was just so... He was an imbecile, man, for just saying that because I don't know. That's just something else. I don't know how. I don't know how you could be a. But that caused a massive uproar, and people. I I think with that comment, he lost I think five million or something listeners on. I don't know how you could be a prominent leader of a community like he is and come out and say something. I think with that. I mean that that was not something that, there people get a li- away with saying a lot of different things that's not something that's acceptable I think with, uh, um, in the slightest I think with Kanye 
but I don't know him personally, sadly, but with uh, the way <laughs> well, that... Well, the last time I met him, he actually seemed pretty cool. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The way that I perceive his image right now, it's that he himself thinks that he is on the highest of highest pedestals in this society, and he has the platform that he can speak on anything. And so he can, like, like I just said, he can say whatever he wants, and it will cause change, I guess, because uh, I don't know if y'all ever watched it was a couple of years ago did you ever see an interview with him on sway in the morning no i think so okay. yeah that's I think where he so. freaks out yeah and yeah he's like you ain't got the answers mm-hmm. basic uh i can't remember as to why he was set off but he was basically saying that he's the new walt disney he's this new revolutionary figure and people are going to follow him and so I feel that that's the image that he keeps carrying with him. He he perceives himself as like a mad genius almost to where yeah. to an pu- extent he is. Yeah, and uh, yes. Yeah, and I just I think that what he thinks is that society is eventually going to come around and just agree with him. You know, does that make cuz yeah. uh, there are people in history that have produ- that have a uh, produce certain ideas that people thought you were just insane at first galileo <laughs> yeah and exactly yeah. yeah and you have people that they thought they thought you were literally just insane and then they turned out to be right and they were like oh he's a genius i think that's what he thinks he is i think he's wrong and i don't necessarily think as far as his uh societal uh message i guess in my and, opinion uh, yeah and kind of just how he yeah that's the best way to put it outside of being an entertainer and outside of being a fashion influencer I think that his message to society isn't going to be something that people come around on, but I think that's what he's continually thinking it is. And he's kind of, he's lessened on that slide a, a bit as recently. I think he was hospitalized for X amount of time. He, yeah. He was admitted to a mental hospital or something. So well, I, th- he, I think he's <laughs> diagnosed with bipolar. Depression. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was, he was in like a psychiatric ward for and a little bit. He kind bit there, of though. does explain I mean, even though you didn't like it, Cole, he kind of does explain to an extent, what happened to him in Ye, mm-hmm. and then carrying that forward with the narrative and Kid See Ghosts with Kid Cudi because they're both pretty vocal on that album. Kid Cudi, especially just in his past albums too, they're both just very vocal about their lives and just things that have happened to them. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess, uh, and on that album, he was able to he he spoke out on just everything that happened to him and just why I guess he was like that. And how he kind of felt casted out for being the way he is, which, I mean, it is kind of, it is kind of deserved with the comments he was making. But you get you get his insight at least. Not I'm not siding with him or anything, but you do at least get a peek into his mind. Some sort of explanation yeah. as to why the thing. Yeah, and I mean, I I did listen to the album, so I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it it was a storytelling album to a degree, at least. Not, yeah. To where, I think it was what it was. It was kind of just a shot inside of his mind, you know, kind of an explanation as to yeah. this is what's going on. It was very scatterbrained. Yeah, but I mean, he, but he is as a person. Yeah. You know, Kanye isn't a very like he, like I said, he's a genius. But at the same time, even geniuses aren't geniuses are almost notoriously not scatter or notoriously scatterbrained. They, you know, they're all over the place. I just think he's a creative genius. I don't necessarily think that his. That's just a, my opinion, though. You know. Oh no, I agree. I I agree with that statement one hundred percent. In other aspects, I think he needs some work. Correct. But creatively, I I think that he is something that we haven't seen. Correct. Absolutely. I mean, he, look at all the careers he has influenced. You know. I yeah. Mean, he, I mean, it's it's actually incredible that how much he's done in that area. 
in the aspect of designing and in the aspect of music, he is. And changed. he is one of those people who's always doubted his life, you know. Yeah, and I mean, he Constantly he is a come up down. from nothing story. Yeah. That that is, he is absolutely self made, and everything about him is authentic. So I can I appreciate that in him that he is, he's not trying to live a life that isn't yeah. his. You know, he's he's living himself like that's his life. So I appreciate that. I just I I hope that he has found his stride again as far as mental sanity because I understanding he fell off the uh, he. Uh, he did start to start to lose it a little bit. Fall yeah. So I fell off the wagon. It's not the best way to say yeah. it though, but uh, understanding that he did start to fall off the slope or whatever. And he's digressing. a bit. Yeah. And so I hope he found his stride back again with this album. And cause he hasn't been very uh, public since everything went down. Yeah. He, we, you, you've seen shots of him and maybe a few interviews here and there, but he has not been very during that prominent. time frame. Whenever he was the most controversial, that's when he, was the most active on Twitter and everything, but it's not like that anymore. He was active on Twitter. He was doing TV appearances. He was he was doing a bunch of different. He's stuff. He's been pretty quiet. Lately. He's been yeah. keeping to himself. Yeah. Which I mean, I think it probably. I think it's good for him. Maybe it's for healthy him. for him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully, it's healthy for his music. Help, help, healthy for his music. Yeah, healthy for his Jesus King family. For healthy for everything about him. Because he really, Kanye West is a great person. I don't want that to get lost in translation here. He is a great person i agree he's just he, a little lost he has set up a an, an incredible example for the following 40 years of music yeah. i would say and he has created ideas about fashion that had never existed so i have all the respect in the world for him and i really genuinely hope that he has found himself again because he was lost for a bit there and he may still be so i have a lot of hope for his album assuming that he drops it i have a lot of hope for him as a person but I I just think that his I guess I I don't want to call it his his episode there that's a good word for okay. it. His episode for that 2 year 3 year maybe even slant where he was making a lot of very outlandish public statements about things. I don't think that was necessarily the Kanye. I just think that was a version of him or at least that's what I hope. Yeah, because I don't think anybody, like I said, I don't think anybody in their right mind would be saying some of the things that he had said. It was a lapse in his mental health. Correct, and that that is something that, in another way, you could look at it as him being in like him exemplifying things that, you know, go on. You know, that he's another that's another figuring or uh, another figure showing a different thing going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, with anybody in these situations, public figures like these people with all these media attentions, all critics. Um, all around you it's it's hard to like be able to keep yourself as a normal person and like stay normal and yeah not be so scared of what everybody's going to think of you and when he got to a point where he thought he could just say everything and like he knew he wasn't going to care what people thought about what he said or just he thought everybody was going to agree with them he just kind of lost himself in all that and but I, I don't think his i don't think his music was hurt by it at all his music is his music never took because I think a, most a hit by I, it. I think most people carry the same belief as everyone here to my knowledge, or most people do because I think I think if you look at the situation realistically and you and you are a fan of Kanye to begin with, or at least you respect him, I think you can see that there are two different. They're liking him as an artist and agreeing with him as an as an individual is not the same thing. Yeah, and that's an artist, fashion or design speaking and. Uh, musically and i think i mean would you say that's a fair uh 
fair evaluation of the situation. Fair assessment. Yeah. yeah, fair assessment of the situation. Yeah, I mean, great artist, great uh, fashion designer. I agree with your visionary statement. That's a very good way to describe him as a person. Like I said, I hope he found a stride and everything. I hope he did too. And I, I suggest you listen to Yay again. Because it really is a great there album. Were, uh, there were like two songs there's, on it. That there's, I some, didn't... there's some beautiful songs on al- on that album. He tells, he, I mean, he, it go, you d- kind of dive into his mind a little bit in yeah. that album. I'll, 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 give a re- I'll give it a reshoot and see what, what I think. Real quick, we're going to go with a, this is going to be another mix and match. Wait, I have a topic. Is, is your topic the same as my topic? I don't know. Do you want to touch topics? Anyways, continue. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about another great person just real quick just because I want to. Frank okay. Ocean. Okay. Yeah, it's Frank Ocean. I knew it was Frank Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been getting a little bit of a resurgence in the, the music community lately. I'm sorry. I'm kind of hijacking Cole's spot right now. No, dude. You're but about fine. Frank Ocean. We're still doing mine. I just want you to know that. Continue yeah, yeah, though. yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> Frank Ocean is one of the most influential artists right now. Uh, I think it was Pitchfork rated his album Blonde the album of the decade on their wow. top 200 albums Honest, of this decade. O- honestly, that wouldn't that's, that's not that's not surprising. And I 100% Blonde, agree. Blonde is a phenomenal like through and through. And I'm not even a huge Frank Ocean fan myself, but looking at that album as what it is, there is not an artist on this damn planet that is like Frank Ocean. And that is 100% agree. There is like I'm being completely honest. I don't know how to like say it better than that. <laughs> even even in his days during Odd Future, you could just tell there's just something yeah. different about him. I don't even. What what's the song he has? Is it White? Is yes. that the song on, that was on Odd, Odd Future Odd, Volume on Two? T- volume two? Yeah. yeah, that song doesn't fit in that album in, at all. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it actually ties in with the song White on Channel Orange. Really. Right as that song, uh, right as the one on Odd, on Volume Two mixtape ends, mm-hmm. it. R- just transitions perfectly into the beginning uh, melody of white and channel orange. Fun fact, listen to those two together. He, he's just a, I I actually will do that. Thank you for the uh, recommendation, but channel orange was released in 2012. 2012. That's what I wanted to say. Then he had to make us wait four years for um, Blonde blonde to come out, which came out in 2016. And we have still not gotten another album since then. So, Oh, sorry, with with Channel Orange and White, like, it, like one flows into the other. Just just the song. It's just the two songs. Yeah, those two songs. they yeah. flow into the other. Mm-hmm. I, that's just cool. I love songs like like um that connect to others. That it's connect on two to others. completely different albums, by the way. So Pink Floyd, The Wall. Pink Floyd's probably one of my best like favorite bands in the world. Uh, they're a classic rock band. On their album, they have three songs that all flow into the uh into each other. It starts with um. The happiest day. No, it starts with another brick in the wall, part one. Happiest days of our lives, and then another brick in the wall, part two. And if you listen to all three of them back to back to back, it it could be one song. Yeah, and it's just the coolest thing ever. And it's just, I mean, songs that flow into that like that. Which, sadly enough, I don't. I haven't listened to Frank Ocean a whole lot. How dare you? I I feel horrible. Well, like, I, the I way don't even talk about him. I don't I, even I spend. A, I don't even spend a ton of time listening to Frank Ocean. The whole difference is I, just as a person in society, feel like I need to know who he is. Mm-hmm. And ha- and listen, like I said, he's not – like Frank Ocean isn't on my uh, 
he's not like my most played artist or anything like that. He's not an artist that I listen to frequently. But I do not dispute the album of the decade claim with Blonde, mainly because just he as an artist is just something that we don't see. And see, as um, big of a name that Frank Ocean is, he just is such a, um, I guess, secretive person. You know, he very low key, very keeps to himself all the time. Not there aren't many interviews or anything with him, so there's not much we really know about him. I think it's because so the obscurity just makes it so much better. And getting on to my point, I was starting this off with, we are getting (laughs) a resurgence of him. We've been getting a little bit of a resurgence with him lately. And I think it's due to him noticing that he is, that blonde was album of the decade and that people are listening to him. I mean, he'll, I'm fairly certain he already knew that, but uh, a couple days ago, he was just releasing merch uh, for I, I really don't, uh, for this new song that he was going to release. It's called DHL. It came out two days ago, and he releases all of his music on like live streams, doesn't he? So what he does, yes. So what he does is it's with iTunes. It's called Blonded Radio, and basically, whenever he is going to be dropping a new project, there's a new edition of Blonded Radio, and so. Two days ago is either episode eight or nine, and so the second that came up, I was like, "Oh my god!" Wasn't <laughs> when he dropped Blonde? Wasn't that like a several hour live stream di- building up that days live before? Was a live album. It was called Endless, and so if you uh, that we all thought that that was the album, and so after he was building a he was building a staircase in the live stream. You can still watch it, but after it ended. We all thought that was it, and I think it was the next day or day after that, I was standing with one of my buddies, and he was like, oh, my God, he just dropped an album. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it was blonde, and it was spelled two different ways. I thought that was interesting. Um, but, yeah, that's basically how he did that, and that was after Channel Orange. And this was four years after he dropped Channel Orange, by the way. Wow. And since then, he's been either featuring or just dropping singles for this entire time up to now. And he just recently dropped another single called DHL, which I just want to talk about because I really love the song. Do it. Um, it's a very, it's a vibe. That is the best way I can summarize it. I don't know with if y'all music, listen to I it. With music, I completely understand what I you're saying. I don't know saying. if y'all I haven't heard it, it yet, but a vibe yeah. is definitely it a description is a of music. very, um, it's different, kind of with what we've listened to as a, as a what he's released with Blonde and Channel Orange and just the singles he's released. It's very obscure. It's not more, uh, it's not, I guess, the uh, more singing, the singer in Ch- uh, Frank that we're seeing. He's rapping on it, but it's a very lo-fi, down That's unusual for Frank. Yeah. It, when he does rap, though, it does catch your eye, or catch your ears, sorry. <laughs> um, Interesting. Uh, he is a damn good rapper, by the way. But uh, he's just musically gifted. Yeah. And so it's a very it's a very psychedelic song because uh, basically as far as how I'm perceiving it, it's someone handing him a pill and it's just the trip along with that, I guess. And it's just him rapping about uh, this trip. It's DHL. It's the shipping company. And so is this package coming soon? He got the package. And so I think it's the high coming along and uh that's as far as what I understand. I don't know if any of that was accurate. So I've listened to I probably <laughs> yesterday I listened to it for like on half the day I listened to it on Goodness. loop. I'm not even kidding. 
And same with this morning. I've been listening to Frank Ocean for these past two days. It's quite a. He's my. He's very much my. He's tied with you, my, my number one artist, dude. He's very interchangeable. It's between him and Kendrick. It's Kendrick. always fluctuating. Right now, it's Frank because Kendrick hasn't been doing much either. Um, and also, they're just moods with Kendrick for me. I'll always love him. However, with Frank, I can listen to him anytime, any day. Yeah, you have to be in a certain mood for, for Kendrick. But rap like that. With this song coming out, dude, I am just very excited because hopefully... Also, kind of what I'm like reading into a little bit, uh, he's talking about this DHL pack coming soon, or whatever. Could possibly be more works, potentially an album. Hoping to God, because we haven't got another album in four years. I swear, if he's just purposely waiting four years between each album just to drop another one. So it's been four years since Born. yeah, okay. And then before that, four years since Channel Orange. Okay. Twenty twenty, yeah. baby. Hopefully that's not. I mean, hopefully he does drop something soon or more projects soon. Even if it was in 2020, that's not bad. Yeah, one it's coming soon. If he draw, yeah. I mean that. Honestly, if you get a year, because there was, it was an entire year before that they were that he was he started to tease blonde, wasn't it? Yeah, like a, a year. Yeah, and he some released change. a calendar. A calendar, or there was a. It's like a library, a, uh, do report or something, and so it was a bunch of dates, and so. As the calendar year was going on, everyone was just checking off these dates, hoping for an album, hoping for an album, and it just would not come. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you are an amazing Frank Ocean salesman. Because as I said, I haven't listened to him a whole lot, but 100%, like over the next few days, just go through I'm probably all, go just going to be listening albums. to Frank Ocean. Yeah. yeah, just go through both of them. I don't know albums. if I explained DHL well enough or even if I interpreted it well no, enough. No, I thought that's I just thought what that I got. Perfect. It's a very good so vibe. Cool. I think it. You are a I, sonically, gifted it's, Sonically, it's amazing. You're a gifted musical reviewer. Yes. Thank you. But that's my hot take on Frank Ocean. Uh, you guys can get some more out of me if he does release anything else. Back to you, Cole. And I think that's about it. We've covered a lot today. We've gotten uh, what all we what all we get in this one. We got the we got the, uh, the Florida first the of all the cra- segue and the yeah. DUI once again part two of crazy shenanigans while DUIing yeah. Then. Stuff like that on various vehicles. We talked about Martin Scorsese and how he is not only wrong, but also right. <laughs> yeah. And bounce back and forth between that argument a little bit. And we finally closed out appreciating the greatness of not only Kanye West and recognizing that he is a little bit of probably some mental demons that he's, kooky. he's been battling. And we, we closed it out with a great touching note from Muhammad and the gang to... Frank Ocean and how his musical genius has been continuing, and it's great to hear and see. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe coming with coming more. And that sums it all up. Just about. Uh, we're very thankful to be having you know as many listeners as we have been having, and we appreciate all the audience reaction, everything, and any suggestions you guys have as to what you like to hear us talk about and what you maybe dislike hearing us talk about. But continue uh, keeping up with us. Follow us on Twitter at Mix and Match Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Mix and Match Podcast. Feel free to DM any of the hosts recommendations for topics or, like I said, any criticism that you might have. But that's about it for me. What about you, Mohammed? You got anything else to say? Um, I hope you guys are having a fantastic time listening to this and hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you guys very much. You guys have a fantastic night from all of us here at Mix and Match and drive safe, do whatever it is that you're doing safe and have a good one. See you next time on likely Thursday, maybe Wednesday, depends. Just stay tuned, all right? Yeah, stay tuned. Follow, Like I said, follow us on Twitter and everything. Have a good one.